1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could
2: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Welcome back live to St. Joe, Missouri, our little 610 tent right here. But when you're the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, you can sit right here on the practice field, and it it feels great jay binkley dusty likens joined by our chiefs insider you'll hear him all over six ten various times plus arrowhead pride radio comes back at six o'clock mm. on wednesday night his name is pete sweeney mm. he is wearing a fanny pack hi pete why?
3: hi you know the the thing about st Joe's, you got to be prepared jay yes and the only way to be prepared is to have all your supplies with you and that's the point of the fanny pack that's why i'm that's wearing cargo I mean. shorts
0: it, it's useful In pockets
3: we, I don't know if we're even allowed to say this, right? We're in the midst of the first team period yes. of training camp. I just saw Jody Jody Fortson catch a pass from Patrick Mahomes trying it's fair to fair game. Pete. Okay, you have well, Jody Fortson uh, I, was I allowed guy. to say that. <laughs> Did I just break the rules? No, you're fine. I'm no, sorry. You're good. Fortson with the catch. No right rules there. broken. Reception. Pete. He's trying to make the roster. I don't, it's gonna be tough. We'll see. How th- are you, deep th- receiver? You I'm great. Right? It's great to be up here. Um, you know you're in St. Joe. And you know it's Chief's training camp when you walk outside and it feels like a sauna. And I think that's where we're at right a now. A sauna? It's a sauna. A sauna? Okay. You know, you guys Is know my persona origins. persona or persona? You guys know my origins. Come from the East Coast. A, I still have feels a little like a bit sauna, of a yeah. remnant of that sometimes. Yeah, Steve son over there. Okay, easy. Easy. <laughs> That's amazing. Spags and Sweeney, there's your new podcast for that's you. That's right. Me and Spagnuolo have a great relationship. I, since I've changed my background on Zoom to defense, uh, yeah. I made that transition. But, yeah, no, it's great to be up here, honestly, uh, excited. Uh, I can't wait for fans to get up here. Uh, that's going to be the best part. I mean, when we had – and, Jay, you talked about this, and, and we talked about it together – when we had the training camp after the Super Bowl, they didn't get that opportunity to yeah. be up here in like this very you know, unique space and to greet the the really the Super Bowl champions now if they've gone back-to-back. Back. It won't be exactly the same, but I think fans are really excited to get up here. Yeah, 27 of
0: 32 teams do not leave their home facility. This is a rarity in the National Football League. Andy Reid loves coming to training camp away for the team. The one thing I was talking to Dusty about is when you watch a, a Reid practice and if you get the chance to come up to your practice – Definitely recommend it. It's a lot of fun. But just it, how, how clean it is. I mean, there's no chit-chat. It's like from one station to the other. And that's a byproduct too, Pete, of having the same yeah. coaching staff back again. That's exactly what they're doing.
3: Especially, I think, during this particular weekend here. Again, no fans. It's 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 a little bit more focused. And these are mostly guys that are pushing to make the roster. Or at the very least, right, the practice thing think Mahomes is? Mahomes, uh, he's pushing. Uh, He's pushing for the rush. We'll see. I mean, you you never know. He's saying Michelle's out there, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I, I wrote this in my. my 53 man my initial 53 man projection I mean we know the quarterbacks on this team I think the other two are fighting for one sole practice squad spot I think they like to keep a a backup quarterback one of them and so you know we think so much about okay who's going to make the main roster a lot of these guys this weekend are so locked in they're so focused because they may be trying to make a practice squad position and that can make a difference maybe not in 2021 but 2022 2023 that type of thing.
4: Pete we talked about earlier in the show about how maybe losing in a Super Bowl could kind of be a good thing. I know that sounds like an oxymoron. Obviously, you want to win gold every time you get to that point of your uh, of your season. Right. But this is a team that has, with the quarterback they currently have, has been to an AFC Championship game and lost. They've been to a Super Bowl and won and a Super Bowl and lost. So it seems that so many of what everybody else chases after in a season, those things are always going to be checked off in boxes for the Chiefs. They've won it, and then when they came back, they brought everybody back. They kind of had a swagger and a feel to themselves as if they knew they were better than you, and you know it, kind of like a Maxwell James Freeman, mm. uh, for those of you that get that reference. MJF. And, that's right. And this year, it feels like, as your boy has mentioned, a revenge tour type year, that maybe it's a awoken of a sleeping giant. This team knows what they have as a team. They've gelled. They're officially – they know what they are moving forward into this season, can they just be that much better than you this year than right. they were in years for, p- previous because of getting to that top of the summit and then losing in the way that they did?
3: It's great to be around you, Dusty. I'm standing next to him. I mean, he is Dusty Likens of the franchise fame. Now that you're in the franchise <laughs> teaser, if you go to the oh, Chiefs Twitter you. Oh, and you check out the franchise Revenge teaser, to her, baby. Hey, he man. is the first radio voice that you hear in about. I, I think it's the 22nd. I mark, think so. it was Stephen it, A., but I do I'm uh, very excited to be around you, but you're right. I think there is a silver lining in this sense right so you get to the Super Bowl you don't get it done that is the worst possible thing but what it did is it allowed the Chiefs to look in the mirror and I think one of the key quotes of the offseason I don't remember exactly which day it was was during the offseason program Andy Reid basically openly admitted we have not addressed the offensive line and probably too long it wasn't those exact words I am paraphrasing but he said you know we needed a correction here because we had not really invested in it and you know aside from Patrick Mahomes and I understand you have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey Tyron Matthew the defense the next most important thing is protecting Mahomes and they hadn't addressed it in a long time and so uh-huh. I think you saw the overcorrection correction this offseason and so yeah maybe you don't win the Super Bowl for the 2020 season you came very close it was an awful game but it allowed you okay to address the problems and maybe you know this is a team that is a Super Bowl or bus team probably for the next five to ten more years right might allow you to win more Super Bowls in the long run if you're looking for a silver lining there because now you have this offensive line and I've talked about this too I mean Joe Tooney might be one of your oldest people on the line like so let's say Niang were to beat out in, in an upset, let's say Niang were to beat out Mike Remmers and be your right tackle, and you have rookies on the right side of the line. Then your oldest player on the offensive line is 28, so you're built for the next three to five years, and then you could kind of slowly but surely continue to pump talent into that line, young talent. And so, yeah, I think there is a silver lining, and could be an overcorrection of the offensive line.
0: And one thing about Tooney is, I mean, you're talking about still a young guy, but— an experienced guy, and you're bringing a championship. You know he didn't win a ring with the Chiefs, but he won it with the Patriots. Right. He's the only player in NFL history to start his first three years in the Super Bowl in the NFL. So he brings that experience to that offensive line. And, Pete, I've been talking about it for quite a while, about just the kind of nasty switch they have. We've seen a lot of technicians. Yeah. The Chiefs' line has been filled with technicians. What I tell you last year about Osimile, right? He brought the nasty. I remember Trez and I used to talk about it all the time, how he'd bring just that attitude. And it had been missing a little bit from the offensive line. But this year with Orlando Brown, with Creed Humphrey, he's got a lot of it. Um, Trey Smith obviously has a lot about it. We'll see how much playing time he gets. But the bottom line is they've got that switch. They're nice guys off the field, but on the field. This is a different group protecting Mahomes, which opens up, in my opinion, The playbook for Reed in the enemy, they don't have to be cognizant of where the leak is coming from the line.
3: Yeah, Tooney is soft-spoken, but he has let his play on the field sort of speak for him, and I think he's going to bring a nastiness to the offensive line. Kind of reminds me of, like, a Mitch Schwartz in the sense, where, like, the nicest guy petting dogs off the field, and then you get an in the game, and he's blocking Vaughn Miller for a lot of the game. It's kind of like Pete Sweeney. During his See, yeah. that's that's exactly a good, like gr- that. great comparison. Pete um, Sweeney
4: will pet your cat, and then he'll he'll just <laughs> write a mean article the next day. <laughs>
3: hey, it could, could, could happen. Um, pin his money in his sword. Orlando Brown. Let's <laughs> see. That, you know what? This We're getting off track, guys. We're here at Chiefs training again. Orlando Brown. You ever met us? He he brings <laughs> a – Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Jay Binkley. He brings <laughs> – Orlando Brown ba- brings a nastiness. I think, in the sense, like, one of the quotes he had this offseason on the franchise uh, of Dusty Likens' fame was that he he wants to make sure no one in the world, this was his quote on the franchise, no one in the world touches Patrick Mahomes. Jay, I know you were aware of this, and and you love this. Trey Smith with some of his quotes this offseason and saying, I want to be the most violent player on the field. Yeah, I think there's a nastiness to this line. Mike Remmers, he is what... Andy Reid would call dirty tough I know people sometimes cringe like when they that. think about him at left tackle different situation he was a solid right tackle for the Chiefs we just don't need him uh, at the left tackle position and so I think you're you're getting there and Creed Humphrey is going to be injected in this which line. is
0: interesting though Pete because we're seeing more and more elite pass rushers line up on the right tackle I mean, right, right tackle almost has to be as good as your left anymore.
3: I oh oh, you know I I completely agree, and you know I think that's why the Baltimore Ravens wanted Orlando Brown yeah. at right tackle, but he. Obviously, I mean this has been a storyline this offseason. Did not want to play the right tackle position. He considers himself a left tackle, so he's protecting the blind side. But yeah, you're right. Right tackle is is a critical position. Remmers did a nice job. You know, I don't want to say like, okay, this is the best right tackle in the NFL, but he did a nice job for the Chiefs all year last year. And then you have I think some guys that'll be behind him. Niang is going to be pushing for playing time, and that's the best thing about the O line is it's undetermined, right? So that's what is going to be really great about training camp is they're fighting for spots, and so it's not just going to be Remmers' job. He's going to have to come prepared the defensive line is going to be better we know Frank Clark as of yesterday is going to be in camp there's there's no new information on that and so they're going to be tested by a really good I think Chiefs defensive line especially with you have Clark and now Chris Jones getting some reps on the outside that Andy Reid again reiterated yesterday I feel like Austin Blythe isn't being
0: talked about enough am I just you thinking? love Austin Blythe. no I do but here's the thing though I mean, he's just started yeah. in the National Football League there's I, I agree here. he started at right guard Brian Allen gets hurt in with the Rams he starts at center that's an incredibly valuable piece to me, a guy that could be center or guard. I do feel that he makes this team, but, you know, everybody's oh, just I think assuming he makes Creed team. Humphrey is the You need the a starter. backup center. I mean, you need a backup
3: center. I mean, even if you look last year, right? With He's going to have something to say about the starting center. Austin Wright State, to me, I agree. I agree with you. I think he'll be in the mix, and there is a, a slight competition there. But to me, I think the minute that the Chiefs drafted Creed Humphrey, what changed for me is they stopped maybe thinking about, okay, Joe Tooney in center position. The they, future they locked him in left guard. So to me, okay, Humphrey. But, but, what I will say is I think right guard is the most open position and Blythe would be a fit there. And so if you want to say, okay, maybe Blythe comes out as like this dark horse who has, as you mentioned, a lot of starts in the NFL... I think Reichardt is there for the taking. I think Andy Reid would probably like some of the veteran presence more so than the rookies. And so who knows? And look, what are we arguing about now? It's starting O line. And that's a, a good problem because you, you look at the Super Bowl and you're like, well, who's going to start here? Now it's almost like you have too much talent to figure out what to do with. And that's a great thing.
4: Pete, my, my thing to you is who's the third option in the offense? Because myself and, and, and very dear friend Steven Serta have both mentioned several times on the Twitter sphere that. To me, there's no doubt that it's Clyde edwards helaire And if that's the case, right, you know, with the new revamped offensive line and, and now Andy Reid can just go absolutely nuts with options with that playbook, if Clyde edwards helaire is your third option, we're looking at possibly a total number of yardage of 1,600 yards, which means, you know, mm. there's a lot of stuff that is available as, as we're watching Chiefs camp here live in St. Joe's. Boy, Mahomes just looked like he was in midseason form with just a flick uh, of a wrist, <laughs> just nice, just throwing on the run in it the was air. Nice. It was insanity. Um, is, it se- is, is
3: it week 15? Is it no, week 13? July 24th. He looks,
4: he looks normal as you're listening to the voice of the franchise. Oh, uh, gosh. Anyways, uh, but Pete, you look at this. The two things I have for you in this in this pre-camp storylines are: what are the the two biggest competition spots, and yeah. then is Clyde edwards Lair the third option in this offense. Clyde
3: edwards Lair is the third option for me. I mean, I it's crazy because you know, it was almost underwhelming last year his production, but he only played 13 games. I forget he had that nasty injury in in New Orleans mm-hmm. and he was still managed 1100 yards from scrimmage and I think there just was so much Clyde hype going into last year that he almost underwhelmed in a sense. And now I don't think there is as much, and I I know people know about him in Kansas City, but I'm talking about national hype. There's less national hype surrounding Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like that's going to Najee Harris now, the the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they're focused on other running backs. Uh, Travis Etienne went down to Jacksonville to be a pair with James Robinson. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire is less on the radar. And I think it's almost underrated because you have Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. And the thing that people forget about Andy Reid is like, okay, so. Now maybe you don't have as caliber a player as a Sammy Watkins, when healthy, would be on the field. So Andy Reid is going to adru- uh, adjust, I should say, the offense to fit. Okay, now well, now we have a very, very valuable running back th- where he's going to be leaking out. He's going to be having these screen plays designed for him. You have Travis Kelsey in the middle, Tyree Kill over the top. And to me, that is your third option. And then you have a bevy of options to be your fourth guy, which is? Cornell Powell, Byron Pringle, McCole Hardman. A lot of people think McCole Hardman's going to have a big year. I think it's there for the taking. Tyron Matthew has been impressed with uh, what McCole Hardman has been able to do during the off-season. Programs we'll see when he arrives on what will be Monday, and then the first practice on on Wednesday. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Clyde is the third option. Let's see who the fourth option is going to be. And then as far as positions. I'm eager to see who does take that Sammy Watkins role on offense. And yeah. then I think on defense, I know that we have Travarius Ward and we have Legarius Sneed, but who is going to be that third cornerback and how does that work out? Who's going to be the guy when nickel packages inside the slot? I think that's a big question. Well, the other
0: thing, too, is can you name a better job in Kansas City than being a running back for Patrick Mahomes? We're not facing eight-man fronts. I mean, yeah, he should thrive. And I, as I mentioned to Dusty earlier, Pete, he did say in his press conferences, during OTAs, that he's been split out wide. Right. He, we've seen him in the slot. We've seen various different things. That's a voice of Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com. Dusty Likens up here with me as well. Dusty Likens from Franchise Fame. Okay. And Jay <laughs> live at Chiefs Trading. Don't get on Pete's side. Don't join Pete in this. I do have a <laughs> paper here and a pen if I could get an autograph. Yeah, I'm like Michael I Jordan. I
4: just don't really do autographs. Come so. up
0: next, we'll take a look at some of these new pieces. The, by the way, these quarterbacks out here, we've got Anthony Gordon, Mike Leach, product of Washington State. Pete's pieces. We've got Shane Bouchel. Mm we got nice. other rookies. What rookies are you looking at uh, in this draft class? We'll discuss more of that with Pete Sweeney next.
4: Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens continues on your official broadcast partner of
0: the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: Dusty, like Pete Sweeney, Jay Binkley, with you all live here in St. Joe, Sixteen Sports Radio, the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. It is hot, mm. but that's just okay because I mean, it's come on, it's, it's Missouri, it's July twenty fourth, and you know what you get all right, You're in Dusty, Kansas City.
0: Let me tell you about something. Oh, no. oh no! I here have just come from a red porta potty, oh, and on. let me tell you. Buckle up, folks. <laughs> well, you think it's What hot? is happening here? That's the beautiful thing in training camp. Nice, clean porta-potties mm-hmm. behavior. But I'm telling you this. You think it's hot? Go stand in one of those oh, little uh, plastic uh, tubes for a few yeah, minutes. Pete, and then Sween- uh, Pete Sweeney in. of uh, of Arrowhead Pride, chief editor
4: and, and very famous on Twitter. Mm. Um, he'll tell you it feels like a swana oh, and a, a porta potty. I'm not going to say thing. the word again. You should. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I don't think you say it like that normally. I think you just have a radio voice. Oh, we oh, need goodness. some buggers. Okay. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I guess you're what's happening. I guess
3: you're uh Jay, did Green you Brooks. have a bang? Did you yeah. have a bang in the in the porta potty?
4: <laughs> no. Have you had a
3: bang
0: yet? That sounded weird. What? <laughs> <laughs> did you have- <laughs> <laughs> the porta potty. Okay, welcome, right. welcome to, to St. Yeah. Joe. Wow, yeah. uh, it doesn't
4: start until that you ask. Very JVP if We're, he's had we're a, uh, going through the motions. Bang in right a potty. Like we got to get into mid
3: season form. Mahomes looks
0: in
4: mid season. Mahomes does look like he's in mid season forms. As Pete and I were over here doing a doing the last segment, he They're just oogling. Just what his, about
0: these other quarterbacks? I mean, what? you bring in an. No, I'm not ask about other quarterbacks. Hey, when you beat It's commodity commodity down the down the line, but Shane he's obviously here, but Shane and know You remember him in Texas? Was it at SMU, Anthony Gordon, You have Patrick
3: a of Mahomes, right? You have yep. Patrick Mahomes, and then you who, you have who I call Baker
4: Mayfield's daddy, and that is Chad Henney. So there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> I don't need to know any other quarterbacks <laughs> in the roster. He's going to see his son week one at 325 at Arrowhead Stadium. Pete, I think it's interesting when we look at the schedule, we'll get back to some camp talk here, but you look at the schedule, and something that I've kind of talked about is that when it comes to the Chiefs, their main goal is Super Bowl or bust. You talked about that in the right. first segment you were here with us. Everybody else's goal in the AFC, and I mean the other three teams when I talk about everybody else's, and that is Cleveland, Buffalo, Baltimore. Mm. I'll believe it when I see it from Indianapolis with their new quarterback. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Like, they're on the radar. I'll believe it when I see it, or I'll see it when I believe it is. I think Patrick Mahomes said it.
0: It doesn't matter either uh, way.
4: When Justin Herbert can do it with that franchise in year two. Now there's going to be some fans in stadiums. There's going to be a little bit more videotape on Justin Herbert. But well, my thing is, is when you look at these other teams, Baltimore, Buffalo, Cleveland – their goal is to beat Kansas City and to get to the AFC championship game. That just shows you how far and away the Chiefs are from everybody else in the AFC. And like you had mentioned earlier, five to ten years at being, this, at being the favorite to win everything. Right. Nothing changes this year, and all you've done now is put this team back on the field with an even more pissed-off attitude. And I ask you, week one is Cleveland. But is Cleveland the team, or is it Buffalo that comes back? Is it Baltimore that comes back? Because the add on to this long question, Nobody's ever proven it two years in a row. A couple years ago it was the Jaguars, gone. Then it was the Ravens, gone. Buffalo was last year. They got broke in that AFC championship game, and now we move on to this year when it's everybody against the Chiefs once again. Well, you're talking about all these AFC teams and trying to beat the Chiefs, and you mentioned
3: Cleveland, you mentioned Buffalo, and you mentioned Baltimore. Is Baltimore really trying to beat the Chiefs? Because they solved the Chiefs' biggest problem this offseason yep. with the trade. Unbelievable. I, I'm still, each day, and, like, normally it'll wear off where no, I'm you with say, you. what, the, what? In, a, like, in a million years, why would you trade – a solid left tackle to the Chiefs unless it pans out where Orlando Brown is not the answer and he doesn't perform well for one reason or another that would be the only way where okay maybe Baltimore looks good in that situation but they sent them a second rounder back they were not only able to get one offensive lineman out of it they were able to draft a linebacker probably the Chiefs greatest position to need but also take an offensive lineman that is going to be your starting center on day one in my opinion so unbelievable that they would even do that so I, I always go back to that about this offseason shocking sure. to me and I think it, it sets Baltimore back and I think makes kansas city the top afc team now this is an unpopular take in kansas city i don't like any of those teams jay you know the team that i like and it's the la chargers about to be bad yes it's the los angeles chargers and i finally think they are at a good seeing you pete yeah thank you they're at a point where, to me, they're the second-best AFC team. But the way that the playoffs work, I mean, I still think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win a division. All right. To me, the Los Angeles Chargers are a playoff team. Okay. I, I've told you this, Jay. Let's I think they're going to be in fifth okay. place in the AFC. Right. I think they're going to have a better record mm-hmm. than number three or number four. Okay. And we'll see what they do in the playoffs. But they have the quarterback. Like, Justin Herbert, to me, is one of the only AFC quarterbacks that I say, okay, I'm looking at him, and I think this guy could beat Mahomes. He almost did in the first start of his career. It wasn't for some eight-point late heroics. Harrison Butker kicking three 55-yard field goals in a row that enabled him to – or enabled the Chiefs to to win that game. I like Herbert a lot, and to me that's the only threat. When I talk about the Chiefs' season, it's not about the AFC. It's who is going to be meeting them from the NFC. Well –
0: in my opinion. Well, here's yeah. the thing. I'll, see, I'm from the show-me state, Pete. I mean, I do want to see you back. I know, I know. A couple of teams are in this situation. Listen, hear me out here. The Buccaneers, okay, they won the Super Bowl. What can they do the next year? We've seen so many teams win and they be bad or get to the sure. Super Bowl and be bad. They've got a lot to prove. They were 7-5. and five. Brady forgot what down it was, and he threw a pick. In a drive right before the Chiefs played them, Tom. we'll see what they can do. Cleveland or Chargers, same way with me, Pete. I like the move, of Corey Lindsey. I like that move. Got Aaron Rodgers, center with Herbert. That's Slater poor.
3: felt in them too. I know you know Slater.
0: But here, but here's the thing with the, with the Chargers that I can't always buy. First of all, I didn't like the decision to go defensive-minded head coach to go with that offense and Herbert. I thought that was a bad pairing for quarterback. You don't take Reese's piece and you don't pair the peanut butter with something else. (laughs) You you pair it with the chocolate. You know what I'm saying? They got Drew Brees as quarterback's
3: coach. I get that. Here's
0: the thing, though. Do you think it matters at all? And I've said Justin Herbert got the goal on the road, audible freely, because he's playing in front of cardboard or 10,000 – Fans, sure, or twenty right. percent capacity, which I do think makes a difference. Cleveland, Pete, on the other hand, Cleveland actually won a playoff game. Cleveland actually went out and won something on the road in the postseason. So, therefore, I say Cleveland ahead of the Chargers at this point because they actually did something. The Chargers
4: haven't done anything and yet. By the way, Bingley said he was on the Cleveland bandwagon before anybody.
3: I was. Pete knows. <laughs> I'm not discounting Cleveland. But here's the difference between Cleveland and L.A. for me. The quarterback. I don't – you know, you're talking about the show me state. The biggest question for Cleveland is whether Baker Mayfield is legitimate. I'm already buying, and maybe this is a mistake to your point with Justin well, Herbert. Herbert without fans. Mayfield showed good signs too his first sure. Herbert year. with a, a, as bad of a, as an offensive line as the Chiefs had in the Super Bowl put up record numbers for that franchise last year. I and now they like very much like the Chiefs, as you know, Jay. They've fortified the offensive line and so
0: Where's the offensive line better though? Cleveland or Chargers? It's clearly with Cleveland. Sure. Right. Who's got but a better I'm saying, defense? I'm, Cleveland I'm saying, or Chargers.
3: I'm saying the offensive line that Herbert had in twenty twenty sure. was poor, and now it's better. And so I They drafted think, well. And look. I, this is not a prediction where I think, oh, the Chargers are going to overtake the Chiefs. Like you'll see on NFL Network and ESPN as we get closer to the season, I'm saying this is now a playoff team, in my opinion. There are seven teams in the AFC. It's not, it's not, a, it's like it's almost like the NBA where half the league is making the playoffs. It's not going to be difficult, in my opinion, with Herbert and with I the Patriots Olin. made more
0: strides. They don't have a quarterback. I thought they made more strides in this offseason than the Chargers did. I mean, I, I look at Cleveland. I mean, they Cleveland. made the most strides of anyone in no, the league. Cleveland, yeah. I think, took the most strides. Sure, they bring in 50 percent of the Rams secondary. Bulk that defense. They already got the running game. They have three all-pro members on their offensive line, and Jedrick Wills will be there this season. was a rookie last year from Alabama. He'll be there. But they have a coach that won a playoff game on the road against their nemesis. To me, that's big.
3: I'm with you. I understand why people would point to Buffalo. I understand why people would point to Baltimore and Cleveland because you've seen it. But I'm still on this Indy, too. Throw Indy in there. Indy. I know Miami's up and coming. This is – and I, I'm admitting this, Jay. Like, it's a little bit of a hot take, but I – I really think L.A. finally gets over the playoff hump, and we'll see if they can win a couple road games because as the playoffs go, they're going to be in fifth place no matter their record because the Chiefs are going to have a better sure. record. So let's see what they can do. Tampa did it. They and got all the way to the Super and Bowl. And they're part of the first Tampa five was, weeks. Tampa was the fifth seed, and they won the Super Bowl. So High five for the Chiefs, first five weeks. We'll see, yeah. The Chargers week three, are in there, the Browns, I'm, the Ravens, the Bills. That's my game that I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm stunned that it's at noon at Arrowhead Stadium in week three, but Herbert Mahomes – it's going to be great. That's the game. It, like, if you're a Chiefs fan and you like to go to one game a year, go to that noon game. That's you get up early. You tailgate. You got two of the best, maybe top five quarterbacks in the
0: NFL. I'm I think excited Josh Allen them. and Mahomes would be more fun week five.
4: Man. Mahomes has whooped Allen. I've seen it. You've seen he, it? They, yes. They broke Allen, actually. They, they broke it. The first time Twice. they played him, he didn't even have to throw the ball. And then the second time, he threw the ball at somebody's face and then ended <laughs> up getting a, a scuffle going. Pete, I actually – I like Allen, though. I do like he, him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs>
3: um yeah, I don't know about takes here. Dusty uh, I mean I mean, Jay, we gotta we gotta just like, respect Dusty. He is the franchise of the show. So whatever he says, <laughs> it's
4: all right.
0: Oh man. I'm down the wind of Dusty right now. <laughs> oh that's fair. <laughs> um I ask you. He this. looks down upon us.
4: What i I don't I actually look up to both of you guys. You both know that. Um the thing is that I have a question of is is are we going to see the real McColl Hardman this year, because if you ask me, it's, this is it for, right. for, for number 17. And, and like you'd mentioned earlier that with, the, with Tyree Killson, he's really put in that work. McCole Hardman now has a lot of competition at that position. They drafted Cornell Powell. Yeah. They have him at that position. They have Bryant, Byron Pringle, who they basically told everybody in the offseason he's not going anywhere. He has a solidified role in this offense. And, you know, it comes out to McCole Hartman, who's a guy they drafted high up on the in the in the draft world, and this is one of those years where it's like, hey, if you want to be part of this franchise that will be a favorite to win a Super Bowl for the next five to ten years, you kind of got to prove it this year, and you got to put up some good numbers this year if you want to be McCole Hartman. Yeah, I think the big
3: question is, is- – who is the real McCole Hardman? Like you say, are we going to get the real McCole Hardman? Who is that? And I I don't know if that's a question that can be answered on the Kansas City Chiefs because there's just too much talent when it comes to skill position players. Like he's never going to overtake Tyreek Hill for targets. He's never going to overtake Travis Kelsey for targets. I happen to think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to get more targets than McCole Hardman. And so will it take another team if the Chiefs, you know, don't renew his contract and don't sign him to an extension? Will it take another team and him being a true number two you know, like you go, to, you go down to New Orleans, for example, right? They're, they're light at wide receiver. You threw McCole Hardman on the New Orleans Saints, who's number one with that Michael Thomas news yesterday, yeah. Yeah. is Jaquan Smith. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I think McCole Hardman's a 1,000-yard receiver. I just don't think he's ever going to have that opportunity in Kansas City. And to me, he doesn't have the size and weight that they're looking for in that Sammy Watkins role. Cornell Powell and Byron Pringle probably fit that a little bit closer. So, like, what are the real opportunities for Hardman? It is in that, and I hate to say this because I think he's a better player, but it's almost like in a glorified DeAnthony. Thomas roll forced touches Ouch. manufactured touches designed plays like to me he's not the receiver they are looking for in that exposition and it's not to his fault he just wound up on the wrong team and if he was on another team I think you have a ceiling of a thousand yards but it's not going to happen here especially when you inject as I was just saying those receivers and now you have Noah Gray in the mix um, as Jay would call him Mr. Steer girlfriend uh, Blake or two Blake Bell. He's and back. By the
0: way, I have a bet with C Dot that he gets 15 catches or more. I have 15 or more. I mean, it's what good. What you Noah bet, C uh, Another burrito. Which, oh. by the way, I got a cash up now and they still don't have anybody. But anyway, regardless. <laughs> <that's a, laughs> you never gonna see that. That's burrito. the Kurt Warner deal. But we did a second sure. one. 15 catches or more for Noah Gray. I, I think he's going to be implementing the system. And not only that, Pete, you bring up Byron Pringle. I love his attitude. I love yeah. the chip on the shoulder. The fact that he's had to grind every way. He's in Andy Reid's like, circle now. Circle yeah. of trust because he did get that first catch in the Super right. Bowl. Yeah, hardman has got a battle, but like, don't sleep on Pringle. Like, right. Don't sleep on him wanting to take that same role. It's old. only
3: 1030. I mean, you talk about breakfast food and eggs, and, and Byron Pringle's yoked. He came to camp yoked. He oh looks he looks really good. I, I You saw that he was doing workouts all off season. I think he very much understands shape of your life. that this is – he's in the best shape of his Can't life. Cliche, I think he very Pete. much understands that this is his opportunity. I mean, I think the Chiefs have really, truly seen – what demarcus
0: robinson sure. is which is a, a solid receiver right he's, he's back on the second year he last year was a proving year for him he's back on that yard he yeah. didn't get the big contract elsewhere
3: i know and and i think he's still seeking that and he's been seeking that for a long time former fourth rounder for the kansas city chiefs yeah. and i think the chiefs know what he is I mean, they know what his ceiling is you to me, speed. there's so much unknown untapped about byron pringle i like him to push for that that starting position But I also like Cornell Powell. I mean, they really, really like this kid out of Clemson. They see them as potentially another Clemson type of guy like Sammy Watkins was. So Powell Pringle is very intriguing to me. And people are like, oh, well, this is going to be Hardman's breakout year. I just don't think the Chiefs see him for that position. I think they see him more as like a change of pace style. Not even a receiver, almost just like a utility Skill position type of guy that you could kind of get in the mix and confuse teams.
0: Before we go to break, I want to ask you guys this. Speaking the best shape of your life, I got to go soon. Chief I know, I know, but it's just a simple question. Sure. You saw Big Ben. Big Ben. And he showed up as lean and mean. People he's are not like, lean and mean. He's I don't know why they described him as he's lean still He's still got shaved. a good year. He's still got a good year around the belly. Didn't you see it? I mean, yeah, that's what I said. Everybody's describing to... best shape of his life. He's like carrying that spare tire. You he know, looked fat to he, me. Yeah, he looked me too, fat. He just
4: looked like he cleaned up his beard and found a barber, and that's all it was. Okay. That's what it does for you. And honestly,
0: I didn't even
3: think his beard looked that good. In the photo, I I don't know what Adam Schefter. I mean, did the agent text Adam Schefter and yes. say, "Can you please say that he looks yes. mean in best him? shape of life?" Without a doubt, if that's the best shape of his life, then maybe I should get on this field. Maybe I should leave uh, the guys you and try me. to jump.
0: Pete it's good to see only you. Got one running back. You're gonna be a big part of uh, the eyes and ears for 610 Sports Radio this year. Good that's to have right. you back in the mix as Chiefs Insider. We have Arrowhead Pride Radio on Wednesday night. We get the Arrowhead Pride post game show on Sundays. We've got a lot of Arrowhead Pride. You got Crane Dog writing for you now. We're right. we're we're in the house. We're ready. Thank you very much, Pete. Always
3: pleasure to join of course the goat jay binkley in the franchise anytime
0: thank you thank all you right. dusty all likens right. getting some credit there for the franchise well, all, all right Be- dusty, well, likens, dusty likens voice five seconds later, of fame?
4: Be- i don't even know i think it was like three and a half seconds
0: <laughs> you should frame that but anyway dusty likens jay binkley at chiefs camp nick price producing the operation as well big shout out to our dude nick price hopefully we can hear from Kansas city chiefs walking off the field later dusty but I don't think we've done enough time talking about – we talked a little bit about the rookies with the Chiefs, but there's also some guys, like a guy that's here now, Taco Charlton, they're going to have to count on this year. We'll discuss that next.
4: Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
0: Welcome back to St. Joe. Right in training camp, literally right – Next to the field, uh, Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens here on our training camp coverage here on 610 Sports Radio, the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. Of course, the official broadcaster of the NFL is uh, Mitch Holtis, and hopefully we'll see Mitch in a bit. Yeah, we uh, should
4: have. He said the other night.
0: He's now in that echelon.
4: Yeah, he said uh, the other night that this is his 28th camp but it feels like his first.
0: Yeah, I heard you talking to him. And it's like Christmas he, for all those guys. He thought I was up here in a tent. <laughs> yeah, he goes – He
4: said – I think he said, Binkley's doing gassers. And uh, there's Jones no gassers. there's no gassers. No, none there's of that. There's gas, but no gassers. okay. You should have yeah. say this, man. Yeah, that's what uh, – If you want to know where we're at, to paint the picture, I think we're like in the southeastern end zone at, up here at the practice right, next facility. Uh, facing all these uh, defensive rookies, offensive rookies, watching the quarterbacks get it. It looks like Mahomes is – I mean, I know it sounds – pretty camp cliché but it looked like Mahomes is in in mid-season form as he's whipping her out the uh, the little sling passes the on the on the right foot so Oh, he brought looks, the he brought the gun yeah it's 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 here packed ready to go and uh, you know there's some other guys that will report here on Monday and the veterans will get here and they'll start practicing on Wednesday and everything like that here in St. Joe Binkley I think one of my key additions if we get outside the rookies we get into the the actual roster one of my key additions was Jaron Reed uh, in the offseason 100% with you gigantic monster of a man um, Frank Clark had his best season uh, as a linebacker. 151 quarterback
0: hits right. when and, those two were together. And,
4: and they just really bonded together. But that's not what hit in my head first. Now, obviously, we don't know anything about the Frank Clark situation. More will, will develop as, as time goes on. But he will be here, as reported by Andy Reid, who you heard earlier in the show. But one thing that comes into my mind when you hear the name Jaron Reed and you think of body size and domination on the defensive line is the fact of What he does for Chris Jones. And the first thing that happened when you heard about the signing of Jaron Reed was that now they could move Chris Jones to the outside edge. Chris Jones is already, in my mind, one of the best defensive tackles in all of football.
0: All of football. He's right behind Aaron Donald.
4: Which is elite company. So if you put Aaron Donald at the top and you put a gap in between them, it's an unfair gap to anybody else. But Chris Jones is the next guy behind Aaron Donald, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. You do that, and then you move him to the outside where you add his elusiveness, his strength, his his speed, his agility, and his just football smarts when it comes to being on the defensive line. You do that with Chris Jones. You had Jaren Reed. Not only is he going to improve Frank Clark when they were in Seattle, but, man, he is going to improve Chris Jones so much more as a pass rusher because now – Good luck. you got to double-team one of them. Which one do you want? You want Jaron Reed, who gets a shorter route to the quarterback, or do you want to double-team Chris Jones, who's going to have to come whipping around that outside, who's going to be fierce and look up to put some really, really big numbers up for this Kansas City Chiefs defensive line?
0: Doug Farrar, I don't know if you've heard of him. He does a lot of NFL stuff, and he's been a writer for a long time, but he he loves the offensive line. And he went back, and he graded every single defensive lineman in their techniques, three technique, four, four-eye, whatever it was. Yeah. And he had Jaron Reed as the number one four-eye four on the inside but he had Chris Jones as the number one three right so you're asking Chris to get out of his element because he is dominant in the inside now I'll tell you this much the the thought of Jaron Reed with Chris Jones in the middle in my opinion gives the Chiefs the best interior pass rush in the NFL interior pass rush because Aaron Donald is one thing but he's one guy right but now you have two and
4: over Tampa Bay
0: yeah Yes, especially okay. the AFC. Let's okay. keep it the AFC. Okay, okay. Because Tampa Bay can, can make an argument. <laughs> like sure. they, they got a lot of noise no, no up quit. front. Yeah. But, but, but Reed's on that bag right? He's on, the alert, right? He, yeah, he's yeah, on yeah. contract. The right. one-year deal. I'm sitting here looking at Taco Charlton. as a veteran player up here because of the injury last year also, on that shot, one-year.
4: Can't
0: take up a man. Pr- prove a deal. But the bottom line is, yes, Steve Spagnuolo said this back on May 27th. Dusty, he was talking about Chris Jones, and he kind of brought up that, you know, being on the outside, some. But he said, Some. He said it depends on the opponent. It depends on the situation. It's a chess match. And I feel this, Dusty. I feel that the quarterback has something. Not only do you have to be cognizant of where the honey badger is. Is he slot corners? Because sometimes honey badger lineup is is a box safety. He'll be all over the place. Linebacker, you don't know. Where's Chris Jones? Because if he goes to the outside, but if he goes to the inside, then all of a sudden you're dealing. Because none of that, you're putting your pressure on the guards. Okay, guards are not as paid well as tackles in the National Football League. but They're paid very handsomely. But you talk about all of a sudden now Jones and Reed are in the inside. That's interior pressure to a quarterback yeah. when he looks and sees those guys. I think we're going to see I think we're going to see Jones at the end. I think clearly you're going to, but I don't think it's going to be the split that everybody thinks. I'm thinking, you know, 60-40, 70-30. I don't think it's Going to be 100% on the end. Sure. You will see him sprinkle on the inside because they want to, you know, get Mike Dan and Taco Charlton, and some of these guys on the outside. And now the Okafor that's now back in the mix with the Kansas City Chiefs. Melvin Ingram was flirted with the Chiefs back in March. He ends up in Pittsburgh. I was kind of hoping for something because I wanted to see Chris Jones play the inside a lot more. Yeah. Because yeah. I like him there because he's already the best at what he does at that inside. But even Andy Reid brought up Jerry Reid during one of his press says, People don't talk about him. I mean people look, people look at the Chiefs moves, and they really don't bring up the name Jaron Reed, and they should. This guy, you know, he comes out of Alabama, probably one of the better interior run stuffers in the league, and he developed that pass rush. Yeah. Like, he developed himself into a pass rusher in the national football. Like he already came with that acumen as being a run stuffer, but he really developed that. He and Frank Clark combined for 23-and-a-half sacks when they were together in Seattle. But Jaron Reed was a huge addition for this defensive line.
4: We look at where they added additions um, to this offense. You know, you're in pre-camp when you hear the horns, baby.
0: Um, and there's no talking straight to the it's, next drill. Straight, yeah,
4: just they know exactly where go. they're going. Nobody leans, nothing. Everybody's uh, <laughs> as we see the media. There's, there's no to, sitting at the Chiefs camp. As we can see over on the other side of the field, the media is starting to get underneath the tent. As we will have. Uh, We'll have all that audio for you live here on 610 Sports Radio thanks to our guy back home, Nick Price, my guy, big-time friend of my life, Nick Price, and then obviously Jay Binkley. Well, he's anyway. kind of my well, guy, well, too. Well, you you can't claim
0: Nick, 100%. I can't. I, okay. He was okay. mine first. Fine, fine. Whatever. Right.
4: Out of bounds. How you doing? Um, anyways, we'll fight so about him, man. the addition on the defensive side, but then also the importance of the addition on the offensive side. Beagle, I know you're a guy that has a lot of offensive linemen uh, you know, old school mentalities, and you you, you did it, and, and when you played in college and high school, you. I thought you, you were on going because of
0: the waste. No, no,
4: no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, I line, be talk wide receivers. They have a great problem. We'll talk wide receivers. Okay. We have all we had to this morning. Well, they have a great problem that they have. They have depth, and they don't just have depth, but they have good depth. Like Tangible. They, Starting they depth. They drafted guys, and they went out and got guys. Not just guys that are, you know, bodies. That you're like, oh, this guy's a six foot four, three 325-pound big guy that can hold the line. They have guys that are reliable, that are good. And we're looking at Austin Blythe, who's the guy they went out and got from the Rams, he might come off the bench, and that's each start on any other team in that position. But you've got guys like Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney. You got you got Brown. You got all these guys that come to this offensive line. And now a team that was very scarce on the offensive line that really was damaged by that in the Super Bowl now has a very good problem to have. In the way I compare it, Binkley, and then you can take this away, and then we'll go to break. But what I want to compare this to is kind of like KU basketball. Bill Self sometimes, especially this year in their program, has a lot of hands, but not enough basketballs. Andy Reid now has a lot of arms and bodies, but he doesn't have a lot of spots on the offensive line, and that's a great problem to have for a head coach.
0: For a former offensive line coach at the University of Missouri. He knows the offensive line. He knows their strengths, and that's kind of cool to have a head coach with not only the acumen he has on offense as a play caller and what he can do with quarterbacks, because he's known as the quarterback whisperer, right? Right. But he's also the offensive line whisperer as well. That's where it all started. And he's got his guys. Austin Blythe is a guy I'm interested. Austin Ryder was the starting center for Patrick Mahomes. And when he first started starting with Patrick, he didn't have experience in the National Football League. He had one start under his belt. That was in Cleveland. Hurt, as a, hurt, Got hurt in that game, missed the rest of the season, but he was taking the place of Cam Irving, believe it or not, in Cleveland. He had filled in for him. But that's the one thing with Creed Humphrey. Like, do you want to start it out? And I'm very disappointed yesterday. Creed Humphrey did speak to the media. He's ambidextrous. Yeah. He can use either hand. Which is right. a why didn't anybody ask him? what's Pat prefer, right or left? I mean, I still haven't been able to see out here uh, with some of the drills if he's doing it from the right or left, but right. can't do both. But surely I'm sure Patrick has one side he prefers. So I mean, he's throwing that's a left-handed
4: going? pass, and he's throwing a right-handed pass. He's
0: more dominant with his left because that's his natural, but he does it with the right as well. But uh, I'm interested to see how that dynamic works. This could be a battery of the future. I mentioned, like, Rodgers losing his guy, his center, to the Chargers. And Justin Herbert. We
4: come back, we'll set you up with who we might be able to hear from when it comes to this Chiefs team here live in St. Joe. Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens, Nick Price here as your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. More from St. Joe and also with Jay Binkley. We talk more about additions by subtraction on this Kansas City Chiefs roster. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens continues
0: on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to St. Joe. Welcome back to Chiefs Training Camp 2021. Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens, Nick Price producing the operation.
4: Practice is over.
0: It is over for the day. Day one of training camp. That's got to
4: feel good, man. If you're out here practicing and it's already 1051 and it feels like it's 101 outside, those guys have got to love that. You know
0: what's funny is when you you, you talk to these rookies in the past, they'll tell you, like, the NFL is more of a mental game than physical. Yeah. Like, a lot of the hard stuff happens in the classrooms behind us. Yeah, like They're they're already in shape. They're already in the best shape of their lives. They already can hit. They already know the fundamentals. Now is knowing the playbook, understanding the playbook design, understanding what uh, exactly the Kansas City Chiefs won. But talking about the mental grind. And they'll even say they hit a lot more in high school. They hit a lot more in college. They hit a lot more than they do out here. It's just the mental side of the game that gets to these guys. Bigly, when we went to
4: break, we talked about addition by subtraction. Uh, one of my favorite things to talk about is obviously rookies and guys that come to this team. You look at some of the guys that are involved in this roster, and obviously the one that sticks out for a lot of people <clears throat> is, is the addition of Cornell Powell. One of the additions that we see here is Trey Smith, but we also talk about the Canadian doctor. This guy comes back. We talk about depth to the offensive line. He was
0: working out in the snow in his backyard.
4: Where do we put him on this roster moving forward? Is it going to be tough for him to find that spot again? Or is we'll he see, kind was, of get, we'll get see the what,
0: edge? He definitely has. I mean, guys started in the Super Bowl. The guy's a known commodity. But uh, it's not been good for some of the guys that didn't play last season. They, they, they're finding themselves – find that roster spot tough. But he was a guy that did get his workouts in outside. Clearly it was for a great reason what he did. But I'm just looking at him – In his position group, I mean, for a guy coming in without a set position, you're talking the most competitive spot on this team, in my opinion, is the right guard. So, yeah, but then they got Trey Smith that they really like out of the draft. You got Kyle Long. that We we kind of forget about Kyle Long. Andy Reid says he's progressing. He's not here for this. Could show up in training camp at some point. He's an incumbent. You think he's going to make the team. Austin Blythe then becomes part of the equation if he doesn't win center. Uh, Nick Allegretti, who started the Super Bowl, still wants to show something, a draft pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. Guard is loaded for this team. I think it's the biggest position battle. Yeah, we can argue about the wide receivers, who's sure. going to step up. Right now we know it's DeMarcus, McColl, Byron. I mean, that's going to be your group. Maybe Marcus Kemp thrown in and Cornell Powell. But right guard remains the biggest question. And I'm, I'm curious, too, to see the right tackle. curious to see Yang versus, versus Mike Rimmers.
4: It's a, it's a good competition to have. Com- competition works in camp, and again, that's why we talked about this earlier. We get we get here live in St. Joe, Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens, Nick Price running the things back home. But the thing that I love about this, Jay, is that when you look at this team and you look at where everybody's at, when you bring guys in, there's no question where the focus is. There's no question what the mantra is of this team. This is a championship-caliber team, and if they draft you, you're already coming to this team going, I've got a chance in my first year to win a Super Bowl. I better bust my ass and show them what I have. And it all starts today as all these guys are out here working as hard as they can. And you you know who the guys are because you can go off the field right now if you want. Not a lot of these rookies are going off the field. They're still hitting the jugs. They're still hitting. No, the, the Noah pass, Gray is still here
0: catching passes yeah. from Anthony Gordon. That's like they right. stayed after he practice. He wants you to
4: get that Chipotle burrito from from seat out of the drive. And get he over does. Fifteen catches, man.
0: I, I'm glad you brought up expectations. Do you remember the Royals? Dusty covering the team. Oh yeah, it had a different feel in 14 and 15 because the Brett Ivers of the world or whoever got called it up was business. It, it was expected. There, there's no training wheels. Well, so right? right to come in, you need to help this team win win baseball games. Right, and I've seen this with the Steelers draft picks, the Patriots. Yes, you were drafted by the team. Yes, you are a rookie, but you're expected to help perform. There's a reason why we took you. Right. We took you because we think you can help the football team. I look at the Chiefs rookie class and what they've kind of done, and it's expectations. Sure. Like, Trey Smith, you're expected to come out here and be good. I mean, Mitch Schwartz is working out with him in the offseason, trying to help him out, He's trying to get better. Tooney, part of that mix as well. But you're protecting a half-billion-dollar quarterback. You're protecting the – franchise guy in the national football league no offense to your franchise thing dusty but as far as the <laughs> national <laughs> football league is concerned it's patrick mahomes
4: what can i say the chiefs like the voice of dusty likens i can't help that. that's jay binkley i am dusty Likens. we come back we'll have some people from the podium nick price is also production producing this thing here on the official broadcast part of the chiefs 610 sports radio coverage from training camp with jay binkley and dusty likens continues on your official broadcast partner of the kansas city chiefs
2: 610 sports radio